0: Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Talk About It Sis. Um, I am so happy to be here. Today is a special episode because I am in the presence of Alisa. She's here at my house. Yeah, we're in person today. So hopefully this sounds okay because we are working through being in person, never done it before. So... Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, today I will let Elisa take it away with what we're talking about.
1: Maya and I were like chit-chatting earlier this week about like what we wanted to talk about this week. And like one thing that really rang out to me was about intentionality. Like I've been very like, I don't know, I've been really like blah lately. I don't know if it's Mercury Retrograde. I don't, I don't know what it was. I've wanted to put a name to something to make it make sense. sometimes wherever you're feeling is really you can't pin it on anything it's just a feeling and so I wanted to just talk about how important intentionality has been over the time for me just in my life and how it's helped me get out of ruts helped me get like pushed through situations in life and relationships whatever and um and so that's what we're going to talk about today so I was listening um on instagram you 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 know mel robbins if yeah. you heard heard she's of like her stuff. a therapist yeah well i don't know if she's more of a therapist i think she's like a motivational speaker and she kind of like is i think she's claimed her fame through her books and like just chit-chatting on not chit-chatting but like speaking to people through mediums like books and like podcasts and you know she's like a thought leader so to speak about self and self-development and professional development et cetera. Et cetera. And like, I was listening to her and I was thinking about, she had said something about you are, um, she said something about like, you are the intention that you put behind your life. I'm paraphrasing. So please y'all do not murder me for whatever paraphrase I'm giving, but it kind of enlightened me because like, as of late, it's been like really like blah for me. I think I, I, I guess I would characterize it as like a rut like, trying to understand, like, where I am in all all realms of my life. No one's perfect. And sometimes I think I get a little too perfectional, perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Like, to certain things. And, like, yes. I should know, like, at 31, I should know, you know, where I'm at, where I should be, where I want to be. And sometimes yeah. you just don't. And it's I'm just, just like, reality. and sometimes that's just not it. And it's okay not to know. And I think growing up, for me, for real, it was, and I think a lot of people, I, I just feel like, At this age, you think, well, at this age, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, 30 something year olds knew what they were doing. I'm like, but that was a different time. And
0: I don't even think that's true.
1: We made it up. Yeah. And the sooner I understood that people were just making things up, the sooner it disarmed me, the sooner I was able to just be like, okay, with like not knowing the answer to things.
0: So I think in life um, we have to like really think about why we want the things that we want and like we have intentional goals right and things that we think would be good but like where are these coming from right because since since we're kids we're being like, you know we have this yeah. path yeah we have yeah. this path that um, society sets for us like having children as a woman like a lot of women don't want children and if you say that to somebody they're like oh, who are you? what is wrong with you And I just think that like, there's other ways to operate, and we really have to be introspective about our goals and intentions. Yeah,
1: I, I, I would say, like, con, con, to completely be honest with you, I didn't think about the idea of what children were to me solely outside of societal norms until recently. Like, when I say recently, I'm talking about this year, yeah. um, because I'm thirty-one. And I mean, you're not very far ahead of me. I'm
0: 32. I'll be yeah. 33 in June. Thank yeah. you.
1: We're right here. But but to be honest, I was like, do I want kids? Like I really came to like, I came to, I was having a conversation with friends and I was just like, do I want to have kids because I have a mother in nature? Or do I want to have kids because I, have, like, I actually want to have kids? Or do I want to have kids? But I'm holding on to the idea of that or letting it go because I'm not in a relationship or I'm not with someone. Yeah. But that's a part of life, right? Like right like, no, yeah,
0: but we don't have these conversations. Intentions. Yeah, your goals and intentions are gonna change. Like, and of course, you would feel a different way about having kids if you were married right now, like right now or in a relationship. Or something. But I'm saying like, that's a normal response. Like your wants and needs and intentions are going to uh, ebb and flow with the flow of your
1: life. If your life is not looking like, hey, I'm having kids right now, then
0: you probably don't want kids. It don't make, You know what I'm
1: saying? Like, well, but the crazy thing is I wanted to. And so as a, as, as a teen, as a preteen in college, I always saw myself being a mom. But but being a mom looks totally different and, and it could show up differently in different avenues. But I think it got a little bit more real for me as I got in the age of being, air quotes, appropriate from a societal standpoint. Yeah. And then I had to give my own self permission that you don't need society to tell you when you should or shouldn't have kids. It's about what you want yeah. and how you want that to happen. And so that was yeah. a very recent like revelation for me. So in the past yeah. year, I was like... You know what? If I have kids, great. If I want to have kids and it's outside of a biological norm, I might be open to adoption. But I've never considered that mentally, like lo- unlock yeah. that journey for myself. And I'm, I'm happy that I went through that journey for myself just to be comfortable and OK with the conversation for me before I open it up to a partner, you know, someone I think I want to spend my life with, someone I want to spend, you know, time with to help raise this person or to help in print you know, uh, certain principles and ideals and like a vision or all that other good stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I just think like the main point is that like, you just don't know your intentions are going to change. You could wake up next year and be like, actually something happens. I don't want to have kids. Like right now in my present life, I cannot see my present life with children. Now I could meet somebody tomorrow and that could totally totally change. So like That's what I'm saying. Like you can make all, and that's why when we talked about this episode and living like an intentional life and what that really means, like to me, I feel like it's incredibly hard to live an intentional life. I think it sounds good, but I think like it gives the illusion that we're in control of our lives and we're not like, yeah, we can make goals. We can obviously have intentions, obviously work towards accomplishing the things that we want to accomplish it. Uh, accomplished but ultimately the way our life goes like at least 50 percent of it is out of our control i I would go so far as to say 60 if not 70 yeah so i think it sounds good and i do think people should set goals and i try to set goals for my own life but i also realize that like life happens
1: yeah or set a healthy direction as to where you would love your life to go yeah and like, start operating from that space. So so when I speak about intentionality, yes, we have goals. Yes, we have ideals. Yes, we want certain things. But if you're not operating from a space of preparation, makes it a lot harder for things to kind of line up the way that you would like them to go or that you would foresee them to go or, you know, it makes it a little bit more difficult. So like that, that for me, when I was listening to Mel Robbins and speaking to her, she was like, "You are your work is your intention, or your intention is your work." Um, what is that? And mean? so, and so, if you go from a more spiritual, religious background. There is a scripture that says, "Faith without works is dead."
0: Yeah, everyone knows not that. Everyone, most people, though. Thing, it's like, yeah, you can't say, "I want a million dollar house," and you're doing nothing to work towards having a million dollars. Yes, I think, I, people might not know that verse, but they know the concept. Whether they do it or not is a different thing. But yeah. I think most people know that you have to work to get
1: work to-, to get it. But also act in the act in the space that you have already received it. Operate from a space of. You want to be, you know, a successful whatever it is, a salesman. So think about what that salesman or research what that salesman actually does on a day-to-day basis to become who they are now.
0: Yeah. I guess I
1: don't, I don't operate like that. Like... So how would you say... So, to give me an example of how you are an Emmy award-winning journalist. Can we take a moment? Yeah. Think? And so, were you ever in a place where you wanted? Was that a goal for you? Did no. you want that to be your track? No. or you're
0: annoying. I'm just being. I'm just saying no. Like that was not even on my radar. It was not something I ever even thought of. It was.
1: It just, I'm just so happy you're humble. But it, but it's I'm, I'm it's not about being no, humble. I know it's true. no I but I know you're being honest. Yeah. Headed about it yeah. and and you actually do the work. And you actually do the grunt work of it. Yeah. And and you do the work and you put that ish on your back and then you go ham. And so you are the definition of a Black woman doing your part and doing it very well at a very high level. And it happens that you let that thing take you to the Emmys. Yeah. So when you say that that was not a path. That could be frustrating for some people to hear. For some people, maybe listening, they may say they listen to our podcast and they're like, oh, my gosh, I would love to start a podcast. I would love to start to, to be a journalist. I would love to do something. And so one thing I ask about you is what were the steps to led you to love journalism or to lead you to be like so in your bag? so in your pocket about your work because to get an award like that I mean obviously that's outside you're going to do the work regardless so that's not going to yeah. that's not going to validate you yeah. your you, your validation is getting the word out there about the pieces that you talk yeah. about so and to, the importance and the impact
0: yeah so to me I obviously enjoy Journalism, yeah. but I think I'm incredibly gifted and I think I'm just a gifted storyteller. Like, I wasn't like, yeah, I'm gonna do this story and I'm gonna win this in I literally was like, you know, I really want to tell the stories of these people. And honestly, I did not go to, I always say this, I did not go to school for documentary producing.
1: Be no, but be very clear when you say that.
0: Uh, I literally fell into it. Like, I had a boss who was like, hey, do you want to try producing? And I was like, yeah, cool. And I produced my first. This video i traveled to pennsylvania on mm-hmm. so i went to school for magazine journalism grad school for magazine journalism undergrad okay. so obviously it's in the same family yeah it's in the same family but it's very it's a very different skill so i was like okay well like i'm just gonna try this out i went to go see this family uh in another state that had 40 kids or some 38 kids or something like that I And i was like th- and i was like this would be such an interesting story to go spend a day with them that was like and they were like okay thankfully i was at a job where i had a lot of freedom to, freedom to do that type of thing okay. so I was like, all right, I'm going to go spend a day with them. And I literally went in, had no idea what I was doing. doing. I mean, I had I knew how to interview people. So I knew like right. when I was, but I mean, when I started producing the piece, yeah, no idea what I was doing. I was like asking my coworkers like, hey, like, can you help? Um, so what should I do here? Or like, what do you think? How should this structure? Like literally no clue. <laughs> um, but the final product that I came out with, my boss literally was like, this needed no changes. Like this is great like this is perfect and it went on i think on youtube right now the video has like 10 million views like and that was the first thing i ever did and i was like oh i'm good at this and i just kept doing it and got better and better it got better and better yeah
1: so you understood in that time period that you never thought or blinked otherwise that this was something that you were called to do this is something that was natural for you you weren't like yeah i'm good at this but i want to do something
0: else well I realize now, I mean, obviously, I'm doing something totally different now. I'm an editor. Um, So I'm editing articles now. I'm not editing documentaries now. So I literally just pivoted because I started getting into a lot of true crime documentary work and needed a break. So I'm taking a break. Um, I don't know. I wanted to talk about more. Why did you step away from true crime? Oh, because it's exhausting mentally and physically. And I'm I'm in these people... well, we've talked about how I have trauma of my own, and yeah. like they say, like certain professions, obviously you experience vicarious trauma. So we're talking about therapists, journalists, right? We're reporting oh, right. on this really yeah. traumatic stuff. So it's like if you already have trauma, and I'm doing that 24 seven, it's traumatizing. So I decided yeah. that I just take a break. But I realized through starting producing these little short documentaries that I really loved it. So I do want to go back into doing that. So that is my intention in all of this that came out of this. But it's so funny. In the last episode, we were talking about like prophecy and like, so I had somebody prophesy okay. to me before any of this happened. Wait, what do you mean? Like before okay. I even got my first job in journalism, not my first job, but my first job in New York in journalism, okay. somebody prophesied to me. I went up and I was like, I don't have a job right now. Like I need to figure out what's going on. And this pastor at this church was like, you need to pray for the next eight days. And okay. yeah, he said, I need to pray for the next eight days Uh, and God is going to, give you this job. It's like made for you. And he was like, you're going to know it by the building that the job is in. You're, it's going to have really big windows from the ceiling to the floor. Wow. And I was like, okay. So I went to my, I went to interview at this job first day. It had windows from the ceiling to the floor. And I knew that that was my job. But he also said in that office, that he was like, I know you're a journalist, but God's going to make you a producer. And when he said it, I was like, um, I don't produce. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what even is a producer? Like, I knew kind of. Oh, like, okay, but you weren't, like, seeing
1: yourself as that.
0: No, he literally was like, and God's going to make you a producer. And I was like, okay. Uh. But is there a small part of you, though, that felt belief? I didn't even know what that, like, I didn't understand the concept of, like, what is that? Like, yeah. I was new in the journalism field. So like, and my role was a journalist who writes stories. So I'm like, well, what is a producer? Like, what does that even look like? And I just fell into it. Like I
1: said, I literally fell into it. And so I guess he was right. But the thing, right place, right time, right skill. I, I would say it goes to, I think both of us are in our bag when it comes to our workflow and our commitment to doing well. Yeah, I think, um Your story reminded me so much of how I got to New York. Mm -hmm. And like from a work perspective, you know, I didn't go into LinkedIn or Indeed, go online to like get roles. It was all through conversations, all through people who had worked with me in the past, who believed in me and who were just like, yo, I see you here. I see you there. I see you doing this thing. And so sometimes it takes people placing a bet on you where they see before you can even understand what that is. Yeah. And like leaning into that. And I don't know how that ties into intentionality at all, but I think it's, it. I think it's once the ball is in your court,
0: well, that's the point I'm trying to make about intentionality. You can have all the intention in the world for your own life, but like ultimately, whether you believe in universe, you believe in God, like I had no intentions of being a producer yet there I was, right? Like, yeah, that was not my intention. So like, that's why I said like, yeah, 50% of it is it's nice. It's good. Yeah. Yes. We want to be <laughs> successful, but like the path to get there. Yeah. I do think that the universe, God honors our, the desires of our hearts. So the desire of my heart is to be
1: successful. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, <laughs> I'm gonna go at it. Yeah. Her. Yeah,
0: that's where I'm at.
1: But yeah. I also say that the intention is behind the belief that you have for others or for the universe to have in you. So if every every arrow was pointing to this thing for you, it was to the work that you were doing in that role, right? Yeah. Someone said, Hey, producing, and you weren't like, no. You were like, well, I'll try it. And you continue yeah. to lean into that fear that you might've had because you didn't have experience and you weren't fully versed in this space, but you yeah. had some foundation. For me, yeah. it was getting here, people, people placing a bet on me based on my experience to say, you know what? You did this. You did that. Okay. I mean, this, try this. And so I was like, okay. And leaned into it and continued to lean into the fear. Cause baby girl, I was like, I was scared out of my mind. I was like, I've never done this before. Or I don't want to work in the hardest field in fundraising at all. Like nonprofit-wise, the fundraising part is the hardest part. Doing the work and programming is the easiest because you just do the work where the money comes from. And so going out here and doing that work is super hard. And then making those connections for me wasn't hard. Yeah. And so the part about my personality that I guess people saw was the other side of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the, not to say that the grunt work, but it wasn't, it wasn't fully paperwork that they saw me like, Oh, you could do the paperwork. I feel like you'd be great at grant writing. Yeah. Do not look at me as a grant writer. Cause I'm not, I'm a connector.
0: Yeah. They saw you as your personality, like right. you're, you're social. You get along with people.
1: Well, like these are all important things. Right? Very keen, important, memorable personality, poignant to advocating for whatever the cause is or for whatever it is, finding points of relatability, all of that, all those important things and nuances. But you don't think about that being green coming out of coming into the workforce, not having any, you know? Yeah, of course you don't. But I want to school for communications. I want to school for PR and branding.
0: So I do believe in intentionality in some, obviously I believe in manifestation. So like I do write lists. Okay every year of the things that I want to accomplish that year. Okay. And I also do something called scripting, Ooh, um, which wait. is like write as if it's already happening. So or you use present tense. Yeah. So I'm like, if, like if, it. if it's my goal to want to get married, I'm like, I'm so happy with my husband. He treats me so well today. We went to here, blah, blah. And I was laughing. I was joking with my friend, Ashley, the other day, because there was a time in New York where I didn't have a bunch of friends and I wanted them. And I was like, I just met this girl and she's so great. We have so much in common and like very specific things that are like specific to her. I was like, we're going to oh, meet. Ashley. Yeah, I was like, we're going to meet in the city at a dinner. Yeah. And like we did. And like I met her and we're great friends and we have so much in common. So like I believe in the power of scripting and the power of like writing your life as mm-hmm. you want it to be. So that's the way I believe in intention. But I always, I also think that like everything doesn't happen in our time.
1: So my ideals. Or ideas surrounding intentionality, for me, had a really terrible week. I'm not going to say terrible. I'm being dramatic. But it was tough for me. And so I surround intentionality right now related to grounding myself in a new routine. Mm -hmm. And so myself as a single 30-something person, myself as a caregiver, myself as a young professional, myself as, as all of those things. And so me finding a space for me to be intentional about the way that I move on a day to day basis is what I found to be the most grounding and satisfying to slowly move into things where I can be more satisfied with life happening.
0: Yeah. And I think some people
1: need that, right? Like Like you
0: need structure and
1: that's fine. It is a requirement at this point. Yeah. The way my life is set up, it's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous, but the way my life is set up, I don't have the wits of most normal, whatever you want to call normal, single person wake up. I don't have to worry about anybody else but myself. I don't have that life right now. And so to to create some sense of normalcy or some sense of um, ownership of my life, I've discovered I have to create a space where there are certain things that I do on a day-to-day basis that create grounding for me.
0: Yeah. And I think that's different. I feel like that's you I feel like that's different than in setting intentions for your life. You're just
1: you're just you're yeah. To yeah,
0: you're creating structure for yourself.
1: But that's intention.
0: Yes. But I also think that it, that's not necessarily
1: necessary for everyone and no. it's not necessary in every season. And that's a perfect example of when we talk about this episode and what this is for whoever is listening to it intention is really whatever you decide to make for it for you and how you see your yeah. present and what you want to see for your future.
0: yeah my intentions are less present and more future like because the things that i do every day as part of my structure is habit like i wake up i eat breakfast i go i do work i go to the gym yeah like th- those are part of just my regular day schedule it's not yeah. something i think of think about
1: but and my you don't future intention yeah towards getting that i don't and for some people like me. That's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. You're like, can I leave home to get to the gym?
0: Yeah. It might be different for you. That's, That's what, I'm what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. So there are variations of it. Thousand percent. I'd love the middle. I'd love to hear from somebody who has that, like that middle. You no. Know? There are moments where I really want to go to the gym. Guess what? I can't go. Yeah. Because I literally cannot leave my house. No, yet. that sucks. It hurts my whole spirit every time. And so for me, I have to empower myself in those moments to push through on the days where I know I don't feel like it, but I have access to it. And so it just forces me to think a little differently. I have to pivot quicker. Uh-huh. I have to create spaces where I'm like, I'm really not into this right now, but there's no other time this week before the, before next week that I can do it. Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense.
0: Um, so how do we talk about like, I guess not how do we talk about, but how do you feel like your intention impacts your dating life?
1: I think, um, (laughs) well, well, I I can answer
0: it if you want me to answer it. No, I mean,
1: I can, I can be pretty quick about it. I mean, I feel like when, when, when our listeners first were introduced to me by way of what was that season? That was season two, right? Oh,
0: Oh, with the celibacy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I was very like laser focused about just being open and being present and being intentional surrounding dating. So I knew the importance of it and then life continues to happen around it. And so it's about you making the choice. So I feel like intentionality a thousand percent is a choice. And so for me presently, I think that The intention that is set around dating for me requires a lot more work than it did before. Just because my circumstances have required more of me. Okay. Just life.
0: Yeah, but I mean, in general, do you feel like you're intentional? Not just about the actual act of dating. I mean, like what you want and how you're getting it.
1: Yes. So in short, yes, I am. I'm a little, I'm not a little. I'm a lot more um, aware of what my boundaries are. So when I meet people and so they see this new version of me, so I've gotten this a lot. They're like, I've never seen you like this before. And I'm just like, Like what? There's this new version of me popping up. Well, we've talked about this. I think in my in, in my introductory episode as a guest, I talked about how I feel like I was hidden. Hidden. I feel like God was hiding me. I feel like I was hiding myself. And so when I show up as this confident version of me, being unapologetic about who I am, what I stand for, and how I live, um it shows up tenfold. Yeah. I'm going to say real bad like JT. Um but and and so when I think about it, I'm like, okay, yeah what was creating a pause for you no i'm just thinking i'm thinking about
0: how that relates like to how i move
1: Ooh. and i kind of feel like
0: yes i have an overall goal and intention like i'd like to be married with someone that i really like yeah. who is a specific type of person but i also think that like i get easily bored so sometimes my actions just don't align with my intentions and that's okay like, I'm going to do me. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do other things that might not be in line with what I necessarily say. It serves want. you at the Yeah, turn. but Yeah, but then you're like, well, does this serve the overall goal? And, like, mm-hmm. I just think that that can get into a little, like, toxic. Like, I have this one goal, and then I'm only going to do what aligns with this goal. And then if I don't do what aligns with this goal, then I feel bad about it. And, no. I'm like, I'm just not doing that. Currently, like. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go off you know do whatever what I, I want. About
1: you, Maya. What I love that you are comfortable and flexible with your changes. Yeah, like in real time, you'll be yeah. like, I felt this way, but I changed my mind, and yeah. you were comfortable. And the thing is, because people are so like pigeonhole with this idea of one thing. And I think that's something that you inspired me to do more of in my dating life or even in my life life in general is being comfortable with being like, "Mm, no, I changed my mind. The power of saying I changed my mind and you don't have to explain, you don't have to think twice. If you don't feel like that resonates with you anymore, why change it? Like, I mean, why feel regretful for changing it?
0: Exactly.
1: Like what inspired you for that? Like I'm, because that right here, it blew me away and it didn't blow me away until like I sat with it for a second. To be like, Maya, like, mm.
0: I think I'm just, I used to be really black and white. And like okay. I said, I went to a very religious church. I had very specific views. I was like, it has to be this way. And then once I really started liking myself and embracing myself mm-hmm. and just embracing all that I am in whatever state that I find myself in. Because yeah. to love yourself means you love yourself in whatever state you find yourself yeah. in. It doesn't mean just love yourself when you are on the right track or doing everything right or mm-hmm. like doing everything you said you would and plan and blah, blah, blah. If you only love yourself, then you, then you actually don't love yourself. You don't, yeah. Like I actually love myself and I believe that I'm going to change. I'm constantly changing. We're human, right? We're evolving. Who I am at 27 was not who I am at 28, is not who I am at 32. And I just want to give myself the space to change because I'm going to and I might do something that I thought I really wanted to do and then I did it and I was like whoa that was not what I wanted to do
1: okay let's shift again and that's (laughs) I'm I'm gonna be honest that blew me away like to be a girlfriend of yours like to be close to you and to like see that happen in real time literally inspired me to be like you know I saw that Do that no more, and to feel empowered by it. You know, sometimes your choices are your choices, and when you see people close to you be empowered by their own like decisions, and you see that revolutionize their life, their thinking, their well being, it makes you it helps you have the charge or even a similar like enthusiasm about making that choice. Yeah,
0: I, I, yeah, I guess I, I don't really see that. About myself, yeah, I I just don't think think that
1: it's you know. Yeah, I don't think it's negative. in a good way. Yeah,
0: I don't think it's negative. I just, I I guess it's not something I really like. Have sat and thought about right. I'm just like, well, change maker. If it don't work, it don't work.
1: You're a change maker. Thank
0: you. But you know what I'm saying? Like even yesterday, like some of the decisions I make, I I literally sit down with myself Mm -hmm. and I check in.
1: How often do you do that? A lot. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. I'd love to hear more. So if
0: I'm ever feeling like if I've ever done something or made a decision that I'm like, "Mm, is this like the question I'll still ask, ask I'll ask myself is like, does this still work for me? And I'll I'll figure that out by how I'm feeling. Like, okay, what are the emotions that this is bringing up for me? Is this healthy for me? How long do those emotions pass? Is it like, like say I do something, right? And I just had this experience recently. I did something. I was like, wait a second. Is this what I want to be doing? I sat with it. Mm -hmm. I made sure that my emotions are real because I have a tendency to be emotional. So, like, I'll feel one way one day and then the next day I won't feel that anymore. So, I'll make sure there's, like, longevity to the way I'm actually feeling. And it's not just, like, a dopamine drop. (laughs) Got it, got it, got it. So, if I'm feeling for an extended period of time that, like, okay, yeah, I'm checking in with myself. This does not feel like it's serving me anymore. I'm not going to do that
1: again or I'm not going to even give the energy I'm not
0: gonna do it again for now right I could be in a, it, yeah it. with the
1: with the place that I'm in with the way that I'm feeling right now I'm not saying that I won't do it again in the future but yeah the way that it See, is, this is
0: not working for me right, right now. now in
1: Ooh. in two months that might change. I could be in a different place and it will and it will work for me Ooh. again but that could change
0: I love because that. we're constantly changing
1: no but that's but the thing is, that's good enough to know, to to first test it out on yourself, mm-hmm. but also give yourself enough grace, yeah. enough mercy, enough wiggle room, cushion, whatever y'all want to call it, mm-hmm. to be like, eh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't give you an answer about how I'm feeling about this right now. Yeah, because
0: we're usually not. And like, sometimes we get really foggy and like, mm-hmm. there's so many different aspects of like what we're going through that could be influencing how we feel and yeah. then once we have time to like settle with it and get quiet we might feel totally differently or things might become way clearer than they were when we were highly emotional like yeah just giving yourself the space to grow change and flow have different opinions because we are human beings we literally are so emotional especially as women and we're gonna be changing our minds
1: you know what i think about now i think about from like the dating lens like when when women more often than men Take such quick, like they take a quick turn into like being like. So, um, uh, what is this? And da da, da da Intentionality. What? No, you need
0: to be clear. What? Yes. What are you so, saying so, when so you say
1: again, that? Let me let me <laughs> bring it back because I know folks is out here like, what the heck are you talking about? When I say that, I mean surrounding. Like, obviously, a man that is being intentional surrounding dating to pursue someone, to look to have a more long-term relationship. If you as a woman are interested in that, that's important for you, mm-hmm. obviously. But what I'm saying is that when y'all are in the dating phase and he doesn't have a quick answer for you right away, and he can, ver- that I don't know, and maybe that doesn't work in the dating phase. I haven't received Quick answer that, like, for me about what? Quick answer for me about like, I'll say, you know, where are you right now in terms of... No, this doesn't play out right now that I'm talking about it. It doesn't play out right. The reason I'm saying it doesn't play out right is because goes to our initial episode. If he wanted to, he would. If men are very clear about where they see what they want, that's where you want to lean into and not in a space where they aren't sure.
0: I think with everything that that takes time, I think that for a lot of women who struggle with anxiety, like they want to know immediately where a man is after a month. Yeah. And I think that's just like, girl, calm down. Like, do you even want him? And I think a lot of women also with anxiety focus so much about where the other person is feeling. Yeah. Like, does he like me? Does he like me? Is he going to hit me up? And I'm like, girl, do you even know if you like him? But you've spent so much focused on the other person outside of yourself that you're so hyper in tune with him and not in tune with you. I'm like, do I like him? Is the important question here? I'm I'm the one taking the time to figure it out. It's not about him. Now, I'm not going to date a man who, after six months, doesn't know whether he wants to be with me or not if I've decided that I want to be with him. No, That's yeah.
1: Different- but also, let's also be very clear from the dating realm. I'm only dating someone more. I'm only going on more than an initial date with someone who says to me in the first date that they are looking for. So, so I don't want to confuse this conversation with, oh, we're dating aimlessly and we're hoping that things align.
0: No, like, obviously, I'm gonna, I mean, I don't necessarily ask on the first date, like, what are you looking for immediately? immediately? Well, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you're up the camp, but I'm not of the camp where I need to know immediately, like, no. exactly what you're looking for. Maybe in the first, like, three dates, I'll ask you, like, what are you looking for? To- yeah, I don't really need that because... I might not even want that with you, right? Like I don't like I need to see if you're even like do I even need to have that conversation with you? I could go on the first day and realize, oh no, like this is not even not See, even. and that's where we might see indifferently. But I also think that like you can meet the love of your life and maybe when he meets you, he's not like, Hey, I want a relationship right now, but then he meets you and he's like, Oh wait, like I want a relationship with this person. Like
1: No, and I, I get that, you? but he need but the requirement for me at that point. And so I understand that scenario is that he needs to be emotionally responsible and like. Yeah. And you can be that without
0: necessarily being like, these are the things I want right now. No,
1: but let me know when that changes for you. Yeah, of course. But anybody with maturity is going to do that. And that's what I was leaving out when I was yeah. saying what I'm yeah. looking for with the response is the maturity is a requirement with Boop, 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 boop. i'm just saying
0: like a man doesn't have to say to me like i'm looking to get married for me to go on a
1: date no no, no. but i'm interested in you i'm like i would love to learn more about of course yes but some of them also.
0: usually you know when men just want to have sex with you and that's why i tell women to take their time also because there is love bombing you know men who come into your life and they tell you i want to marry you and you're the best thing ever and to me that is a huge red flag and a sign of love bombing so there can be a man who says hey Comes in right off the bat. I want to love you. I want a relationship with you. I want to have your babies. Uh, I want you to have my babies. And you're like, see, I wouldn't. I That would probably end there for me. Because those are all red flags. You don't even know me.
1: Yeah, you come out right off the bat. Like, oh, yeah. what's your daddy like? Yeah, no. It's
0: just, to me... I don't know. I'm. A, I think I really used to be so black and white. Like he has to be ready for marriage. He's got, and I'm now. I'm just like, yo. Know, I'm living my life. I'm living my best life. I'm having fun. I'm doing what I want to do. And like, of course, I want to be in a relationship one day. I just wanna. I just wanna chill. Like I just
1: wanna. You know, if it comes to me, I'm gonna know. It ain't gonna be on it. You wanna move in the ebbs and flows of life, yeah. and you don't want things to feel forced. Yeah. I will say, though, um, outside of dating, intention for me, habits, dating with intention is important. I think that I'm going to double down with the habits. You got to hold me accountable, though. Please.
0: Hold
1: you accountable for what? I, <laughs> I just haven't been good with this, and I'm going to be completely good honest. Good with what? I'm not I'm out here. Just like... So I have this great skincare regimen because you know I look ten years younger than I actually am. Okay. Um, <laughs> just creating like a sense of um, routine. I mean, I have a skincare routine. I have a sleep routine. Okay. But I need, and I think I've started this, especially with my with my role in work. You know, there's an evolution that's required. Yeah. Of me, and I know it is. Um, and I create this. I rev it up, and there's no pressure behind me. You know, they're not like. Hey, something's happening. You gotta change things. And it's like I wanna put the pressure on myself. And so what I'm asking you as my friend is to help hold me accountable about how I am working towards self-development.
0: Yeah.
1: And self-development does not necessarily mean professional development.
0: See, but I don't know if I'm the friend for that for you, because I believe in I believe that you're doing that naturally. And I think that you put way too much pressure on yourself, like just from the outside looking in. I do think that, yes, but like you do make steps towards what you want to be. Like it might not be happening in your time, you know, but like you also have a lot on your plate. Like, so I'm going to be the friend that's going to give you grace. Yes, I'm holding you accountable, but I also feel like there's people who are naturally going to be successful. And I think that you're one of those people. And I think maybe you don't feel successful in this season, or you might not feel like you're doing all that you could do in this season. But like, everybody has those seasons. Everybody has those seasons. And I just feel like this season is a season. So yes, I'm holding you accountable. But I also feel like there's people who are born with an innate drive for success.
1: Do you want me to cry on this podcast, baby? I'm heavily emotional. For one, because I know you would. you are the friend for me that will never tell me what I want to hear. You will always be very forward. You'll be like, Lisa! And I'll be like, what? And then will be like, da-da-da-da-da. And I'll be like, oh. And then there'll be a moment for me where I'm like, she's not saying it at me or to me. She's saying it in general. And so your words, if they don't know you, they'll be like, oh my gosh, why is she... And it's like, no, babe, that's just her delivery. It's because I
0: extremely care about my friends and people that care about you tell you the truth.
1: No, on straight, yeah. straight, <laughs> like, I was like, baby, I'm not being you. To- no, girl, I ain't never say that. But I won't. I won't take it as like you saying it to me. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, you're like, no, girl, you meet me at the my most at the spot. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And so, but it takes me to know you to get to that place of yeah. like mindset. So thank you for that message. I just was very, you know, I'm in a very inter- interesting spot, and I was trying to find the quote um, around like just. The experience that I am enduring, yeah. not enduring, I, that sounds very negative of me. I was it's, trying to find it, but it's I'm realistic. I lean into my friends. Yeah. So you and several of mine, specifically my New York girlfriends, like they yeah. get it because yeah. of the normal hustle bustle of, yeah. of, you know, the New York isms, the New York life. And and I love y'all and I love you for that because me we too. operate at such a high level. And so there are moments where we're so siloed in doing the work because to be a producer, you're doing a lot of the stuff, especially the work that you're doing. You're siloed to yourself for the most part. I mean, you have editors, you have other people, mm-hmm. but they you're literally orchestrating mm-hmm. who you pick, how that works for yourself. And so who do you have to be like, yo, can you like look at this that you feel comfortable with bringing into your space to be like, yo, like,
0: yeah, not a lot of people. I mean, I do, I do, you know, something that I think, and talk to God about it a lot is like so a lot of the time I feel like I'm doing this life change by myself.
1: You be just be making it up, right?
0: Yeah, like I don't really have like parental guidance, and I think a lot of the ways that some other people do, um, I'm not as close with my parents as an adult like obviously we have like a functioning relationship but like I really I appreciate my parents for everything they've done for me but I've I've raised myself in a lot of ways I moved out the house when I was 17 I've been on my own since then and I really just winged this thing that we call life like in every sense of the way yeah and I made a lot of mistakes and I tripped a lot along the way yeah. but that's why I'm so grateful for myself like look at the circumstances I had to do a lot of this by myself. And I feel like you did too. Like, so that's why I say I'm doing the best that I can with what I've got. And when I look at you, and I'm sure when other people look at you, they look at you and they see that you're successful. You're kind. You're sweet. You love other people. You're a light when you walk into the room. They're not thinking about all the ways you think you're falling short like you are. We are our own worst critics, right? Like, to me, you're doing great. You're killing the game. Yeah, you have some things that are going on that are preventing you from maybe like doing everything that you want right now. But everything is a season. Time, season, place. Like we said, like it might not happen in our time, but it happens in God's timing. Grace, grace, grace is my message to you. Because I think you are living your life I with intention. I that.
1: Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. And that's the best. And sometimes, trying, if that's the best you can do, that's what we got. Is there anything else you want
0: to add or you feel like we missed? Um, I always ask that question at the end of my interviews. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like it works as an Give me
0: award-winning journalist. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go.
1: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but, I mean, look. The stats are the stats. Stats on stats on stats. Bow. But um, but at the end of it, I think I would challenge not you, but our listeners. Mm-hmm. Me to, too, girl. To really think about the way that they look at their relationships that's with people that's with life that's with work that's with themselves that's with themselves and what type of what kinds of intention are you moving in those different realms of your life yeah and like i hope that this conversation is forcing you to think about it and forcing you to really take some moments to like sit back and reflect on it and to give you permission, if you haven't already given yourself permission, is to, to do the work for you. Yeah. No matter what that looks like. um, And no matter if that causes you to lose things that you think were valuable. If they lost you, wasn't for you. Yeah. And I hope you feel empowered after this conversation. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, for real. Intentions, and that's on mothers.
0: What goodbye? <laughs> <IBC. laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode.
1: Oh, so good,
0: y'all. Um, it was cool that we got to do it in person. I'm probably gonna have to fix this sound. What is going to sound like this camera? Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us, gang, 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 gang. Goodbye. <laughs>